Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Well, I guess we're live. <laughs> Here we are, no intro song. That's, um, you know, messing me up because I usually have a, a way I do stuff. So hi, you guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, I've got Brandon here with me, B, from hi. his show. Hi, B. Say hi. hi and Brandon. I have um, our, my very own little bitty spotters, and that would be Brad, our Ranger Sergeant 6, um, Spider SBY. <laughs> And tonight we're going to discuss um, how we analyze data when we get new information. Um, a lot of people, um, you know, maybe haven't got the memo on to ha- how to analyze things in a more critical manner. But it's essential if you're wanting to figure out what's true and what's not, especially right now. And while discernment is easy for you guys to come by because most of you have team spirit, there's also another way in which you can find out if something is true or not. And that's by analyzing things. In my case, I like to take what somebody has said and the first point that I go to is I match it or compare it to what I already know. So if it says something different, I have to figure out whether that different thing is more ideal or more current or more accurate than when I think I know. And I need to change my mind because new data, new decisions or whether I'm up against something where somebody's trying to tell me something that's not true and it's up for me to hold the line. So I do that first in my own self with what I have. And then oftentimes if I'm really struggling still because somebody's maybe speaking behind me about something I'm not as well versed in, but it's important that I begin to form a a position on it, then I'll go to my friends like my roommate, Brandon, or of course, Brad. And then, so we're just going to, I'm just setting the framework framework up because we're all going to share how we do this so that you can see different varieties of um, analyzation, how we personally do it. And maybe within all that, you can adapt some of that for you because it's always really important to make sure that the information you get is in indeed knowledge. Knowledge is always rooted in fact or the best working theory known to man. It's not junk. It's fact. So our job as investigators is to figure out what's true 
and what's not. And there's a process to do that besides just accepting somebody at face value. Because as we've, we're learning right now the very hard way, people can smile and tell you stuff and it seems so convincing. <laughs> you know, you've got to have a way inside of you to figure out, you know, when an ideology is, is beneficial to you or when data is worthwhile to store for you for later or if somebody's just flat out trying to bamboozle you. There's just so many reasons to operate like that. And the critical thinking man is the intelligent man. So we're going to teach you a little bit how to do that because it's not dependent on your IQ. It's dependent on you, how you think and what you fill your mind with. If you know how to think and you know how to discern the truth from fiction, real from faux, you know, that kind of stuff, you can navigate anything better in your life, period. Not just the Illuminati's process, but your whole life. It'll save your ass in relationships, too. Because <laughs> when the red flags come up and stuff. So I'm going to open it up because I actually need water bad. So... Brandon, I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to you guys, and I will do that and listen and participate. Later, I'm going to try to be more quiet and subdued tonight, only because my voice is hurts. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> yep, so we, I'm here. Hey, everybody, with uh, Brad the Spider. Hey, how's <laughs> Hey, good. Um, and, yep, so we're going to talk about how to process data and... I know for me personally, I, you know, like to take the data that I've been given and think about it and compare it to what I've already stored in my brain or know to be true or have ideas about. And I compare it with all of that. And I really take time and try to think over it and process it and see what really resonates for me. Brad, how do you do it? Um, well, when I, when I do that... I think uh, the information is given to me, and instead of uh, going with what I already know, uh, I'll compare it to different types of information that is available, uh, you know, cross-reference and, and go from there and see if there's uh, uh, something that's believable or, if, you know, if there's something like in a rag mag. I don't know if anybody knows what a rag mag is, like the National Enquirer, you know, the the gossip columns and stuff oh, yeah. like that. You know, and you have to look at those and see you know, if usually nine times out of ten what you'll find is you'll find a lot of the stuff that's in that uh, it, it's hearsay. Um, right. But, you know, you can find out hearsay, but if you dig deep enough, sometimes you can find that that hearsay is based off of something, but they have their facts wrong. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, comes from somewhere. So, so that's where that's how I do mine because you know I can't take everything at face value because I mean I do have a lot of information myself, uh, sure. but you know there's always those missing blank spots that you want to fill in, and that's where you have to go. And I go and look for those, fill in those blanks, <laughs> and that's right. how I do. Okay. <laughs> and do you ever take the data and like talk to your friends about it and, you know, fact, like, read it by other people and, 
you know, well, most of the peers. time, if I do have somebody I'm learning by, it's usually Z, um, you know, but uh, that's usually, I just use it for a sounding board. Um, yeah. Mine, you know, and because sometimes you'll be talking about something and be like, oh, crap, I know that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, I'm, and sometimes just hearing yourself talk about it helps also, and that's the, the it's how our brain works sometimes. Um, you have things filed away and you'll say something that'll trigger it. And then you'll have that information right there. Yeah. And well, it helps so. me organize my thoughts too when I hear it out. Yeah, you have to keep your thoughts yeah. straight. I mean, you can't wander about. Because conversations <laughs> tend to jump all over and stuff and the bits are, you know, not always connected right away in a conversation where it's, boom, 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 three bits of data. That three bits of data may come over an hour's time that I have to look at. And then I even can forget text, you know, the context. Yeah. Because of the conversation and stuff. So I have to sort of arrange it all, almost like a puzzle piece to see, you know, what's worth keeping to begin with and looking at. Yeah. Because some of it, I already know for a fact something. So it doesn't even get it, you know, I don't have to play with that. Right. But of the new bits, I try to put them in some kind of order in my head, you know, before. And But I like, um, I, I personally like um, bouncing things off people that are smarter than me. Right. Because I don't always just trust my own judgment because a lot, I get a lot of data from a lot of things that I'm just literally not well versed in or educated in and I'm ignorant too. So I like, if it's really important to me, I like to seek out somebody that has a lot more knowledge in that and then tap into them Sure. and then put all that in the mix and stuff. Because, um, you know, I, I just don't know it all. In fact, the more I know, the less I actually have <laughs> to work with. And I just, um, you know, I never assume anything anymore because that whole ask you me thing that, out of that <laughs> word, right? I mean, sometimes you kind of default because you're lazy and you're on the fly, but mostly I don't. I try to, I try to make sure something's factual, like Brad said. But for rumors going around, rumors are a mechanism of communication in our species. It's a double-edged sword. It can help, like I've said before, it can help us make, you know, Mary sick and to help her with food because she's got kids or see if she needs us to pick the kids up after school or something like that. Positive. A lot of it's just bullshit or, you know, mean-spirited stuff or, you know, just trying to hurt somebody or making salacious, um, you know, uh, comments just to get you to click because they make money when you click on their, everything's paid for click on the internet. So every time you click on one of those things, they get money whether you read it or not, whether you like it or not. So they try to say, hook you right away to get that click out of you. And so that's why a lot of things can be framed terrible. And then if you don't read the article, you'll think, okay, it means, you know, oh, Kim Kardashian, blah, 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 did this, but you read the article, and that was just to draw you in. It's something different when you get in there. Right. And and so you really, you know if you're interested in something you have to be interested and go fully in, go into the deep end, figure this shit out. 
And you can do that all by your baby lonesome, by just um, poking your nose around to see what's going on. And you remember, you got the Library of Alexandria right in your hand there. So you can Google a lot of stuff. You know, Brad, for me, is a walking encyclopedia, so I kind of <laughs> defer to him a lot of the times because I like the conversation versus necessarily <laughs> And then I can ask well, the right, you know, questions to learn more. But it's so important, and what I wanted to do, and the reason why we sort of brought this up, is after we did our first um, episode, two parts, with the Freemason, we thought it would be a good idea because we had just had done it in fresh, and we were ourselves talking about the things that Onus had shared with us. And I wish she had shared more, because there is more to that story, but we had a lot right there to go through. And so... We were going through our process, and I noticed, hey, maybe we should share our process because we can't take for granted that everybody knows that because we're all so silent a lot of times when we're thinking in our head of how we do stuff. And then we just, a lot of times we don't even know how to share with somebody how we do it. So I thought, well, God, we're pretty good with words. Maybe that will help somebody understand, oh, okay, if I do this or do that. And then you just practice doing that and become second nature. And then as you begin to do that, you'll discover your own ways of um, cutting through the chase for you. And because, you know, as you get older and you get more active and you get into your, you know, your dreams and your goals and your passions, you get more data thrown at you, more people that want to be with you, that want to pretend to be your friend or, oh, we're the Illuminati agent, all that. You could figure that out on your own if you had a strategy inside of your head of how you figure it out. And so this is just about that. So now we're going to move into... The topic that we did have about the Freemasons, and Brad is a um, Brad knows a lot more than I do. I I did know uh, a, a little bit about it, um, just more from the superficial, you know, at the conspiracy theory sites and stuff. And it wasn't a subject that I was really interested in, but I did read about the Knights Templars, the original one, and I kind of dug those guys. I was caught in a line of thinking with the, you know, the whole. You know, Jesus survived crucifixion stuff for a while, so I got caught up in some of that, and they were up around there. But I, uh, you know, even what we think of today, this was like a perfect example that I thought would be worth sharing with you guys because we know something about them that we don't think Onus knows. So we didn't get into it, but it kind of got us thinking, like, about the sharing of the data and how important it is. So... Um, the Knights Templar um, started out very differently than what is still in existence today. And because Brad is more of a um, more expert than I on the subject, I'll, he will go ahead and explain to you um, a little bit of their history. Okay, well, you see, uh, the Templars themselves started off as what they called warrior monks. Uh, they were there to protect pilgrims going back and forth between the Holy Land and, and that. Um, as things got to be uh, more chaotic at the, in those times, they actually became uh, more of our banking system that we use today. Uh, you would give them, you know, if you were in, let's say you were in London and you wanted to go to 
uh, Jerusalem or someplace like that, you deposited your money with them, and they gave you a piece of paper for a line of credit, so you didn't have to carry your money with you and be robbed while on that trip. So that, you're, was you, they, that was a problem they saw a need in that sort of began. Because people right. were trying to travel around, but they go on foot or camels or whatever. If they have a lot of money because they're going a long distance, you can see how problematic that would be immediately. Yeah, and, and you see, they yeah, put themselves in, in in a place traveling long distances in those in that time period. You, we didn't have they didn't have cell phones <laughs> like we do now. You get in trouble, you can dial nine one one. Travelers checks. <laughs> yeah, but no travelers. Well, you see, the thing is, even with travelers checks, you have uh, a, a problem with that <laughs> because most people will find their travelers check. <laughs> And then they're, then they're messed up. Well, you see, now, with the line of credit, they had to prove who they were before they would even allow them to use the credit. So if somebody stole your line of credit, you couldn't prove who you were. Uh, you know, they put passwords and stuff like that with it, like, you know, you know, uh, code words or whatever you want to call it, and use that in order to uh, make sure that the people got their money safely. Um but you know that was that was they had a two part system there. Uh, they did they did do the, the the banking part of it, which ultimately was their downfall because somebody was greedy. Um, but they were also the early special forces, <laughs> cool. which people didn't realize. But they were still monks. Um, so, so I, I you didn't know, that, know they were monks. I had I missed them. Well, they probably said some order, and I didn't know the order was a monk thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm really super ignorant about super secret societies. I mean, like when I started with the Illuminati, I had no clue, Me none whatsoever. I'm still largely. I'm still learning. Thinking we should just do it differently. <laughs> I'm just like, this is, this is, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know, and I don't know the, all the names and the history of all that goes with it, or how. You know, the Freemasons, the Illuminati overlapped. I had to learn that later and stuff since I've been here and stuff. But, um, you know, I didn't know, and I, I didn't care. Well, you know, the certain names actually uh, kind of, each one of those has its own particular names that go with each organization there that people are familiar with. But the thing is, is it goes much deeper than that. Um, you, you stop and think when, when you hear uh, Templars. Well, we, you didn't uh, first understand thing. what the Templars are today. Let's not thread drip. We always do that, Grandpa. Okay. Let's see. So the, tell what him, they this, remember he said he got to um, have some experiences with him, but that's not the Knights Templar. Today is not the Knights Templar of old. So did you want to talk about that little disconnect you found out when well, Papa yeah, was doing all that? Yeah, we do have, they have, we have, uh, now there are, there are historical types, uh, and then there are the wannabes within, within that group of people. Uh, first and foremost, um, the Knights Templar themselves do not, they do not run out of England. Uh, the, that group that comes out of England are highly racist. Understand this. Um, anybody that's not, uh, of their type, uh, they want to destroy them. 
um, the real Templars themselves actually started in France. So uh, that's where their headquarters are. And to become a Knight Templar, you don't somebody have a doesn't just come up to you. You have to have somewhere in your family line an actual Templar. You can't just become one. So that's so where you literally, you literally have to be a legacy. Right. You literally have to be a you legacy. You guys don't know what a legacy is. If you go to college and you wanted to be in a fraternity, which is a boys club, or a sorority, which is a girls club, and your mama had been that same fraternity or sorority, dad, whatever, they had already been in it, and you went to apply, because you still have to apply, you don't automatically get in, but you would be called a legacy, and you would be more favored if your previous, um, you know, sister, mom, whatever, dad, if they had a good record and everything, yeah. But if they messed up the house, it would be problematic for you too. But that's what they would call a legacy. Well, the legacy also goes into alma mater. Uh, so that's for after you to... graduate. Yeah, see, so, um, so a lot of, that's also one of the biggest things there. So, and actually to be a true Templar, you have to have that legacy within them. That's um, interesting. Why is that? Well, you see, we they, didn't do they, anything like that. Well, you see, the thing is, is, they wanted to maintain the family culture within that, and you can't be just anybody off the street to be a nice Templar. Um, they just want to maintain the history there and to pass that down to the generations to keep that going. Uh, it wasn't anything to. Uh, to join because you want to join because it's a Knight Templar situation. No, it, it, they just wanted to keep the history going. Uh, and that's, and that's what it was all about. So at this point, it's just about keeping the history. So, of course, you would just do it who you were entrusted to, which were previous legacies that had already been in it and valued it. That's right. interesting. Um, that's interesting yeah, see, because it wasn't, it wasn't even... A secret society, maybe in the traditional sense, because they obviously no, had public everybody operations, knew who they were. right? Everybody knew who they were, so they can't be. Yeah, they had secrets of their own. Yeah, yeah but, but that's so not do corporate people. Boy, you ought to see them keep secrets on fragrance recipes and stuff. Oh, that's international yeah, I mean, espionage and suitcases, you know, strapped to your hand and chained to your hand and stuff. I'm not kidding. Yeah, they see, do, means you know, what you do with the military, they do that with <laughs> perfume, you know, formulas and well, stuff. you stop and think about that. They were warrior monks. So they're going to have certain secrets that they're not going to let their enemies know about. Of course, but everybody knew they were nice Templar. There was no hiding the fact. Um, you know, that's the thing. But they wanted to keep that history that, that's going. That's so interesting because it was always framed as a... Secret society in the number of books that they would pop up, you know. So that's probably why I was clueless because I mean they've said that of a lot of them, and I don't know what secrets each one keeping stuff. So well, I mean, and what do you what do you what, secrets about what? I just asked Steve. <laughs> really, boys? Secrets? What do you mean that you're getting what that guy got a blowjob at a meeting? Is that the secret? Or do you got some real fruit juicy in there? See, that's probably why girls probably don't even think like me, even think to join the um, 
Illuminati, I know damn good and well it's got to be a 70-30 split at best only because we don't think of it because we, you know, we think it's the Elks, you know, you go and see dancers and shit and have bands that get hammered or something, play poker. We didn't know, we, you know, so, and we're not genuinely attracted to that kind of stuff, you know, and if we are, we're giving to the PTA and we're giving to the girls club and we're being Girl Scout leaders and shit, you know, we got plenty to choose from of our own. P.S. Girls, please, 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 Clarion Call, come by me. Let's reverse that. We need at least a 50-50. But, yeah, so, what was they saying? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Never mind. Like I said, I, I mean, you know, the most uh, important name that anybody remembers within the Knights Templar was Sinclair. Uh, now, people, I mean, you can look that up. Sinclair was with the Knights Templar. Um, now, I do have that in my family line, but it's not a big deal. It's by marriage only. <laughs> so it's a different situation. But I have no wanting to be a nice Templar. I mean, um, that's old. I mean, it's nice to maintain that type of stuff out there. Um, but let those who have it running through that as a legacy for generations, let them maintain that. I have oh, nothing. Yeah, especially to do. if they're carrying the history of it, so it remains preserved. But it's always nice to have your history. I mean, it's part of where we've been. It's like taking photographs, you know, and and having some evidence where you've been. Because you know, we get older, we forget. Right. Because we're doing so Thanks much so. different stuff. So I love that. I really love that yeah, that see. they did that. And so the new ones over there that aren't from these original families that are using that name are literally doing basically what the deep state and the Freemasons did to us. Oh, no. Where are the Illuminati? So so you see why it's so important to discern things, you guys? Because this is not unique for us. It's important to know what's going on. You know, the history of stuff. Look into stuff. Research it. Think critically about what's being, you know, brought to your attention, because that's a big damn deal for the ones that are bragging that they're, oh, I'm a Knights Templar. Well, whoopee shit. They're they're not even real. The real historical ones, their families got this in hand, and it's not even about that kind of a thing anyway. So what are you doing? And then you could just be dismissive of that if you want to, or if. You know, you just want to play at it, and you want to be more social, and you don't really care if you become a better version of yourself, then by all means, that's a choice. Right. See, and like I said, the, yeah. the, the families that actually have that, they, they wear it as a badge of honor. Um, I would think but, so. It's your history. You know. So everybody wants to have that badge of honor, so they... So somebody says, well, why don't we make our own little deal and make it this? Um, it, it, it makes you kind of wonder, says, why would you want to do that unless you're a real thing? That's the thing. I mean... Well, why do they just uh, find their own thing to do and then they can be their own, earn their own honors and their own badge honor? That's what I don't get. That's like stealing something, somebody's gold star sticker off their freaking table in kindergarten. <laughs> figure out your own shit yeah. make your own way that's actually what leaders do that's actually what we're here 
to learn. You don't replicate somebody else's stuff unless you can really do a better job and make everybody forget about them because you're advancing it forward like Elon does in the space industry. You know, yeah. he's eclipsed pretty much everybody. He's, you know, but do you think somebody had to tell him how to do that? I mean, you know, he did critical thinking. He got advice. I was telling Brandon when I first started my first business, I had no clue what to do. I just did it. I looked up business stuff, you know, business licensee. You call them, trust me, they're going to tell you what to do. And if they don't, can't help you, now you've called a government agency. They're going to tell you which office to go to. It's like not rocket science. There's like no excuse to not do anything. And there's always somebody that wants to help you do that. So if you want to be a DJ, go to a DJ. How'd you get there? Especially us older guys, man, we love to mentor people and share what we've done and, and give you shortcuts. Man, we lived through that shit, but you already know it, so you don't even bother. But then you never ever do anything. You just dream about it. You know, so, but you got to actually do stuff. And part of doing stuff is getting, gathering information, accurate information by which you can move forward as a tool in your tool set. You would no more say, I need a business license and ask one guy where the place is. If he said, I don't know where the place is, are you done getting a business license? Can you never find it now? Because the first guy you said didn't know. Oops, I guess I'm done. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Can you help me? Ask another guy and another guy or pick up the phone book in the olden days. That's what we did. We picked up the phone book. They had a government agency section. If you go to probably .gov anything, you could probably just redefine and cut the shortcuts and just go straight to the right office. I probably never even bothered with that. I probably had to go to three offices first. But, you know, they help you. And then if you're super nice to them and you don't be all ego like, I'm starting a business. Um, and you really say, hey, look, I'm doing this. I'm trying to do the paperwork right for the state so I'm legal and everything. God, they'll fall all over themselves to help you, usually unless they're having a bad day. Yeah. But you gotta, you got to know how to critically think at anything that you're going to do, whether it's making music and trying to promote it, sell it, discern whether a manager is going to rip you off on a contract. I mean... Just wanting to do something doesn't make it happen. There's so much bureaucracy with everything. So yeah. we want you guys to be able to navigate that because there's nothing you'll do on this planet that won't happen. Yeah. See, so like I said, I mean, that's one of those things. I mean, too often we go through uh, with these things, and they want to – it's hard for anybody to disseminate. Uh, the truth, you know, because they they throw up this symbol and stuff like that, and, and they think, you know, that's the real deal. I mean, it, copycats are everywhere, so understand that. Uh, so, you know... And that makes and, it more confusing, and especially when you have an enemy that literally snatched your name, your symbols and shit, and are pretending to be you and projecting their crimes onto you. That's just like abuse in the home, projection, gaslighting, all that shit. I mean, once that, if you've ever been in an abusive relationship of any kind, guy or girl, that anybody did that, this shit isn't hard for you to figure out. It's the same damn pattern. It's just weaponized against a people, a nation, a country, a globe. 
But the rest of us who kind of live around people that for the most part you can trust pretty well and you're navigating ideally, it's hard for you to concept that there's people at the helm that are hiding a whole bunch of monstrous shit. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, th that's where they need to go and um, they just need to pay more attention to what's going on with that stuff because they just, you, you just don't know who's going to do what or why because they want to make, well, they want to make a buck off of it and that's 95% of what they do. They, they actually um, put people on, 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 you know, pay money to, to, uh, to do that and I mean, if they're required to have that to be even considered, uh, they don't aren't the real deal. Um, you know, that's how I look at it. Uh, and the real ones, uh, you know, hey, you want that? It's up to you to get it. It's not, it's not uh, something that uh, we're just going to say, oh, well, you just need to have that because that's what makes you one. Uh, it's there if you want it, not because you need it. <laughs> so understand that. Now, so, um, and, you know, that, that's where the Knight Templars come in. And you can actually, you, you'll know who they are because they can actually pull out the, the line that they follow, and that proves who they are. And most of the time, they'll, uh, a fake one, they'll just say, oh, well, yeah, well, we're part of the Sinclairs. And they'll just say, we found that you belong to a Sinclair or somebody else's name like that. And there's no no truth to it because they don't take the time to look. You know, genealogy is a, is a prime situation in this in this deal here. So if you want to know for truth, if you are one, go look for it. It's there. The records are available. <laughs> don't take their word for it. <laughs> God, that's you an know? interesting point. If you really are interested yeah. in that and you really like what they did, go 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 to an archivist and they'll be able to tell you if any of your previous ancestors have been there. That's why I love record keeping. And while we're on this subject, I do want to reiterate, if you guys haven't heard before, we don't do that. We do something more akin to watching bloodlines that have already produced, or pardon me, more families, not bloodlines, excuse me, but more of families who have, um, have had an Illuminati member. That means that that family is more likely teaching those values to their children. And somewhere aligned in those descendants, there might be a perfect cocktail again of the intellect and the integrity and the morality and the action. And when you get all those yep. things merged together, you can move mountains. And they can come from the same family. So, but we don't follow bloodlines. We don't, we don't work quite like the deep state where we, you know, you're born into it and groomed for whatever. It's nothing like that. You just have a little bit of, um, maybe a more of a legacy in a way that if one of, your family members, like I said, was in there, then they're watching those families in general. Yeah. In general. You have to pop up somehow as being more significant because they don't have time to focus in on you. Please understand the difference. They're not going to be like walking around because your great-great-daddy was somebody. When yeah. your cocktail starts popping up on the analytics and your head pops up above the rest of the sheep, you got our attention. Yeah. 
understand that. But you got to have all the ingredients mixed in the right way for that to occur. Right. Uh, I can, I can, I can, I can justify that in 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 uh, uh, my family. Uh, John Quincy Adams, which was John Adams' son, he was our sixth president. He outlawed all secret societies as the president. See what I'm saying? He wasn't going to be there. He <laughs> so was he no was John that. Adams, sir. <laughs> so. Um, so understand that, and, and you know there was things, there was rumblings like that in the family. You know the bits and pieces of it. I mean, and there were things like, that pointed out with that. So, um, and I think it's been uh, probably at least two hundred or plus years since there's been anybody in my family that's been part of the organization. So <laughs> understand that. So. That's one of those things that they don't, you don't realize. I mean, that's 200 years there, and then some, <laughs> you know? So, um, Again, for the right ingredients, the stars to align essentially, but here's the beauty of it. You have perfect control over much of that because the yeah. entire universal design is about choice and free will. So you can make choices in your life that enhance your base intellect. You can make choices in your life that enhance and grow your ability to discern with Steve and Steam Spirit. You can enhance and grow your morality by tightening your ship. Usually that comes through contrast. You can become these things. Even if today you can say, God, I'm falling short, man. It's okay. It's absolutely okay. You can start today to move forward. But you have to know what that looks like and what the expectations are in order to do so. We're not cutting corners for you. We don't. It's not going to be like where, oh, okay, the Illuminati is going to say... Well, you know, he's got the morality, and he's really, he's got the integrity, he does what he says, but, you know, he's dumb as a rock. How do you, you know, no offense, guys, but how do you run the world with somebody that doesn't have an ability to understand or comprehend the kinds of conversations or even the vocabulary that's been used at the table? It's not like we're judging you. We're not condemning you as a human being if you don't get in this thing, okay? You can still live a long, strong, prosperous life because you're working on design. You don't lose in this shit whatsoever if you do what is before you to do. But if you want to be in a world-class leadership zone, which the Illuminati alone is, then you have to become a world-class leader. And they have already told us quite clearly that not every world-class leader gets in because of their integrity and their character. Yeah. They're plenty smart enough. And their morality can be argued because of culture. Right. So, you know, you it's got to be a good, well-rounded, 
healthy, balanced human being. Yeah. That wants to always do the very best in anything they do or say. And always get better, even when they sidestep or, or short step or blow it somehow. You apologize, dust up, keep going. It's not that big of a freaking deal. You know, there's another thing right there. I mean, apologizing knowing because you, you've said something that you know is wrong, that doesn't make you a weak individual either. Understand that, too. Apologizing is just is knowing that you have made a mistake and just go on. Well, but that doesn't make you... you a bigger man in this culture, quite frankly. It sets you, know. you apart from everybody else. And it's really no big deal to get data wrong. It yeah. really isn't. You know, you just say, God, I, you know, I got that wrong. Shoot, I really thought I had that. And yeah. people are so gracious. Nobody's going to slap your mouth, put soap in it, and throw you to the dunce corner if that's what you think you're afraid of. Most people are so generous with knowledge. And if you admit that you got it wrong, oh, my God, nobody ever does that. So they're going to like you better. Now, and, you, and you got something wrong, and they like you. So, you know, I don't understand that. And maybe we could put that away as a species because there's nothing, there's no one here that's not learning and growing. Theoretically, that's what, you know, you either stagnate and die or you grow. So we're all learning. We're all doing the very best we can. We're all passing data as we hope is the best we can pass. Most of us, if we get proved wrong, will pass new data because we're not necessarily in a situation where you get called out on wrong. You just quietly make your adjustments, right? So, you know, big deal. You get caught, always say wrong. You know, if you're not such a freaking authority and, and met, uh, such an asshole about it, it's not hard to walk things back. If you literally say, you know, to the best of my life, how many times have you ever said, the last time I checked on it, this is what I knew to be yep. true. Yep. It Seven. may have changed since then. There might be new technology. There might be new information. When I learned about the moon, God, I knew nothing compared to what you guys take for granted just passing around on with Elon's stuff. We didn't, I didn't, we knew none of that. I had to get updated data all the time with that. Right. That technology is always growing. So that's how we are. No yep. biggie, no biggie. You know, stop with the dick contest. And yes, I recognize most of your men. There's no point in that. We can all lift each other up and go farther if we recognize we don't know it all, and but somebody does, and let's figure it out together and defer to the guy that knows this time, and maybe here next time you're the expert. Yeah, we yeah, share actually, all that. If you're actually really authentic in a group, everybody has their time to shine in a group. Every, everybody has the time where they have to walk something back or apologize for the night before because maybe they had too many cocktails and says I'm not very nice or something. You know, if we could just all own our own bullshit, how hard would this be? Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Uh, if and that's when world leaders, even they themselves, uh, they, I don't know, there's not very many of them that you'll know that they'll say, well, I was wrong and walk it back. Um, but uh, when oh, they do walk it back. Something came up and you really, truly didn't know. And your people didn't know. And let's say you went to the Orient somewhere and found out something that really just, you know, you're not an ideal. They got a better thing and, and, and you blew it. We blew on it, do it this way or something. 
why wouldn't you say, God, you guys, I'm so excited. You know, we've been doing it this way. I thought this was the best. We all been going that way. But those guys over there, I think they're on to something. And we need to revisit this because I think we can do that too and maybe even a better version of it. Yeah. And we can grow in this area. Why is that so hard? It shouldn't be. Well, you know why? It's ego. That's yeah. boy stuff, okay? That yeah. is. Oh, you know, I can't be wrong. Why? What's the big deal? It's not like dad has the belt anymore. <laughs> I just... Well, you, you know, they, they always have that deal out there. It says... Uh, what? The, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of a, a weird situation that they actually put that out there. It says uh, uh, it turns around and says, you know, I'm always right. If I'm wrong, always refer to uh, answer number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't have so. any. I'm I'm so invested in the truth that I can let go of whatever I think is. You know, if somebody can show me, I absolutely am happy to do it because my pursuit is always for that. I'm, that's my investment. That's my value. That's what I seek. That's what I love. That's what I want to smell like. So I'm very, very happy to make the adjustments if the data say it's time. Doesn't matter to me because what ends up happening, oh gee, my life gets more ideal. I get better at some kind of decision making that causes me less fucking drama. Wow. I can't believe I did that. What a loser. <laughs> if they were to actually to stop and think about everything that they do, and it doesn't matter what they're trying to figure out, if they were just to stop and think, you know, then they can find a better answer than what they're using. You know, hey, sometimes the most ideal answer is probably the one that you haven't thought of. Hmm. That's why I like yeah. to go to people smarter than me, like you, Brad. I'm I'm above average, I would say, but I'm not yeah, yeah. smart. <laughs> You're pretty smart. Well, I, you know, I had a, I had. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.